Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The world might feel a little dark right now. It's easy to let yourself get down So take my hand Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to a very special episode of the Curtain Call podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to our podcast from Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will be automatically updated when we release episodes, but you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services such as Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. Please rate and review the podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds and help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. And now for this week's episode. I am so excited to bring you guys this one because I'm talking to three of the most amazing people that I have chatted to on this podcast. My three guests today are but a trio of organizers from We Make Events. Now, what started out as a campaign launched by the Professional Lighting and Sound Association to highlight the devastating impact of COVID-19 on the live events industry has grown into a global movement to keep the issues faced by those in the industries in the spotlight, both at government level and just across the general public. And let's face it, when we go to a concert, do you really think of the hundreds of people behind the scenes that make the event so special, or do we just rock out to our favorite bands? Well, after we are able to get back to festivals, the concerts, the theater productions, the gigs, the, let's face it, any type of live event, I think we will all need to take a pause and appreciate just how much that goes into those productions and be grateful for the individuals who care so much about their industry that they love nothing more than to put other people center stage. I chatted to Nikki Greet from Plaza, the Professional Lighting and Sound Association, Koi Nathan from Avalites, and Gavin Eldridge, a freelance production manager, to talk about all things We Make Events, the genesis of the global movement, past, present, and future events, and what the industry needs to sustain itself until we can all get back to belting our collective throats off at a live event in the future. Have a listen. kicking everything off and let us know uh, who you are, what you do, and um, we'll, we'll get to Gavin and Nikki. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Coy Nemanathan. Uh, I'm the sales director for Avalites Limited. So we manufacture stage lighting control for video and lighting. Uh, I've been there 20 years now, so uh, quite quite a long time in the industry with one company. Uh, I'm also on the Plaza Governing Body member board as well. So I look after the manufacturers um, who are Plaza members. So I've been doing that for just over a year. Uh, and that's pretty much how I got involved with this. Excellent. And uh, I'm Gavin Eldridge. I'm a freelance production manager. Uh, I am looking after the uh, UK events side of things for We Make Events. Um, my name is Nikki Greet. Um, I'm the director of membership skills and technical uh, for Plaza. So we're an international trade association. Um, we also have two industry magazines, uh, Lighting and Sound International and Lighting and Sound America. And people will know about the trade shows that we run. Um, um, our, our representation is really manufacturers, uh, companies that are production hire, professional services uh, as well. So obviously they've all been deeply impacted by recent events. Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys, for joining me today. And I'd, I'd like to dive straight into the question about uh, what was the genesis of We Make Events? What kicked this all off? Yeah, maybe if I could um, answer that particular one. Sure thing. Essentially, obviously, with uh, what happened in March 2020, um, uh, as a trade association, this is a time that you're needed more than any other time, I guess. Um, and so um, we held many meetings with our with our members um, to find out what we should do or what, what we can do. Obviously, we were lobbying, uh, speaking to government, etc. And it just felt like there, there wasn't anything coming back. Um, and we realized that actually uh, our industry is invisible because that's what we do best, no, is, is, is be behind the scenes. Um, and so um, we thought, well, there's a piece of work here in how do we raise awareness um, to governments and also to the public that we exist and um, Koi was actually involved in those very early meetings. Um, and so we decided, let's let's start a campaign. Um, let's call it We Make Events, because that's what we all do. And let's include everybody in that. So the whole industry, because it is a, a very much um, a symbiotic relationship. Everybody needs everybody, you know, in this in industry. So um, that was back in March, April 2020. Um, so we developed the logo, the name and the campaign. And we kicked it off uh, with a video uh, to, to actually try to educate people that, um, you know, this industry exists. And actually, it's a huge supply chain, you know, that exists in, in, in live events. Yeah, it was it was fantastic, because it, it sort of all came together really, really quickly and nicely. The the individuals who participated in the original video uh, came from a different, you know, a, a different and diverse background. So we had, you know, manufacturers like myself and James Gordon from Digico. Um, there was Andy Doherty, uh, leading rental company in the UK. So you know, it, it was great to get, um, you know, everyone's thoughts and feelings uh, about the industry and how we 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 were affected as a as a result of uh, the problems that we were facing. So it, it was, you know, quite small and we never sort of expected it to have grown as quickly um, as it has. So, um, you know, it, it was a great sort of starting point for us. And I think um, 
just to say we were very conscious that there is a huge freelance community as well. Um, and although um, typically it's not our um, representation, you know, we do do a lot of products, particularly certifications for freelancers. But that aside, the industry, the companies need freelancers and the freelancers need the companies. So obviously that was um, kind of why, why we wanted to make it quite quite inclusive. And I think in the video, the initial one, you will see that as well. So all, all representations going on. Um, and then we decided to also um, hire a PR company uh, to um, try to get more press presence so that, again, we could educate the public and educate government uh, that, that we exist. So those two things hand in hand with the campaign were where we were starting from. And as as time went on, I think, not, not very much time, but it was kind of considered that we needed to do a bit more than that, that it wasn't enough just to have videos. It was great, but it wasn't going to be enough. So uh, at the same time, there was a, another movement or a, a, actually a couple of guys who did an amazing job of getting a number of buildings to light it red in July. Okay, so that's how that started. In fact, it started in Germany, but these guys took it took it on and and delivered it in the in the UK and did a fantastic job. We thought, well, why don't we do something with that as well and have another day or or an event? Uh, and at that time, there were many ideas coming in, and um, we got interest uh, introduced to um, Gary White, who is a production manager. Yeah. And um, I think the rest is is history. It... <laughs> <laughs> to have Gary White as a you know, as a driver, you know, in the driving seat, I think is WME are, are really um, kind of fortunate because he, you can see him, he, he is thriving and, and growing this and, and driving it along with, along with Gavin, um, kind of making sure everyone knows what they're doing. And that I think has that helped that grow the audience, not just the audience, but the, the members helping to make We Make Events. events. Uh, yeah, I would say absolutely. Um, uh, it certainly changed everything because we suddenly had an event that we were running, um, although we were calling it a creative activation. And it was um, that Gavin will talk a bit more about the event. But I think that, you know, people in this industry, that's what they're missing. They love to make something happen. Yeah. And, you know, what Gary did was um, sort of bring in some really amazing ideas and concepts um, that everybody got behind. And I think the energy of all the people involved in that, particularly that nobody was getting paid, everyone was doing this voluntary, was quite amazing. And actually, we also had 21 trade association bodies, uh, forums involved as well. So it was kind of uniting the industry uh, in that sense. And, and yeah, Gary has, has, has become a kind of a psychological leader, if you like, for, for people. <laughs> and, I, and I think his philosophy is very much about um, giving people, empowering them to have something to do. If they want to get involved, they, they have something they can get involved with. Um, and that's certainly one of the philosophies of, of, of We Make Events. It's very inclusive. Um, everything is open. And I think, John, you might have experienced that, that it's not it's not all secret or, or whatever. We're very open uh, to to getting involved with people or, or other ideas. Gavin, can I lead the witness as well? When you when you talk <laughs> about that event, at what point did that become a global event? Yeah. Um, so, well, the, the 11th of August, um, when when I got brought in and it was Gary that, that called me um, and actually you say about him being a driving force, he called me and got me involved. And actually coming back to how did it grow? I think that's actually a big point um, of how it grew is how the network worked. You know, we might be a business, we might be an industry, but actually everybody in that is like a, a large extended family and everybody's called 
their friends, their people, and got them involved. So um, that that happened on the lead up to the 11th. But I got a phone call from Gary, I think, two weeks before that as to how I can get involved. The, the 11th at that point was some sort of concept about a convoy that very quickly changed as the as the direction of the group became clear. We realised that we didn't want to be inconveniencing people or upsetting anybody. We wanted to be helping uh, raise awareness, but also getting people on our side. So it very quickly changed to, to something on the Thames with uh, as much of the, the light in red as we could across the country. Um, we actually achieved, I believe, 725 uh, venues and buildings across the country on the performance which is a massive number, which is brilliant. Um, and the Light It In Red team did a really good job there. That's amazing. But then uh, then this project on the Thames started to take shape. And Gary had a, a team of people working on that. But we put a call out to who else around the country might want to do something similar. Here's, here's what's happening on the Thames. How could you get involved? And the first call we had with the regions was one week before. So... The, the regions only had one week to put things together. Um, oh, my gosh. And teams just put their hand up. They're just they were keen to get involved. They really wanted to get involved. And the fact that what they turned around and achieved within that week is a true testament to the, the, the industry, the people within it, the, the professionals. And we had, a, a, I think it was 17 events across the country. Which, um, so it's um, just, just a few then, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, just a few, just a few. And they were, um, they were all... Uh, fairly autonomous really but coming back to us as a central team to help with them with content and back to the PR team to, to help with the publicity and as you said the publicity was amazing really I think it was outstanding as to what we actually managed to get on the, the 10 o'clock news uh, in the UK and uh, and publications around the world. I, I do have a question that I kind of want to carry on from that because that event really brought forth a sense of community, but also, also, and I think more importantly, and uh, Nikki, you, you alluded to this, was that people, the suppliers and, and, the, and the technicians are the invisible um, people that make these events happen. But it was such a visible event to the public. People stopped and watched you light up the Thames. Yeah. And, and carrying on from that as well, people you know, the Empire State Building was lit in red, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, a yeah. few weeks later, which is <laughs> properly insane. I mean, yeah. how, how did that come about? I came on board uh, right from the beginning, as, as I mentioned earlier. And as we sort of split into our working groups, um, the working groups covered everything from, you know, politics to marketing, social media. Uh, there was also a need for a, an international wing. Um, as we knew that there were other countries who were very, very interested and, and um, wanted to get on board. Uh, America were you know, one of the first who, who came on board. And uh, Marcel Fairbairn, he from Gearsource, he was the one that said, right, OK, let's take let's really take the bull by the horns and move this forward. Now, obviously, every country uh, has its own legal processes, which are different to, to ours. So we never got involved in that side. But what we did get involved was ensuring that the, the information that we were sharing were all aligned so whatever they wanted to do, and you know, they they lit you know thousands of buildings in in red in the lighted red campaign, which was fantastic. Yeah. But they held their event on the first of September, and again they rallied uh, up support uh, from not only uh, you know prestigious venues around the country, but also from artists, uh, which the, you know they got on board as well. Uh, Alice Cooper, Jack Black. Uh, so there was a number of of, of real sort of a listers in that but i think what they wanted to do was ensure that that you know there was one global campaign and we make events was that one that they that they came across to can you guys take me through how you thought of the next thing to do 
Yeah. Um, the next creative thing, the next thing that was going to raise awareness. And it goes beyond the 30th, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. But but what was the, the genesis of this September 30th Global Day of Action? I, th- I think it was interesting, actually, um, John, because we were all like got to the 11th and um, and we had the 11th. And then after that, it was like, OK, um, we need to relook at this and, and decide what it, what are we going to do next? Because there's a huge responsibility to all the people out there as well. Um, you only have to look at some of the uh, um, comments that were being made while the activities were going on online live. It was very emotional from all around the world, mm. you know, to see yeah. how people are suffering everywhere. Um, so it was a big responsibility. And at that point, we, we decided that actually um, it, up until then, it was kind of Plaza that was sort of managing this. And then we decided that actually it would be really good for this to become a completely holistically industry wide campaign. And so we had a big change at, at that point. Um, and we also realized that we were probably going to be this in uh, in for the long term or certainly a little longer than we might have hoped <laughs> to be in. So that was the point that we um, decided that, OK, so we need to make this a proper operation. And I'm not kidding when it, it, it you know, if you actually look at the organizational diagram now, we look like a corporation. <laughs> yeah. But we're all volunteers and it's amazing. And it's actually I think there were, it's fair to say there were a few weeks where it was just settling in. You know, everyone was getting into where, what groups they were going to work in. Some people stayed, some people didn't. They moved groups. But ultimately, it's been an amazing experience, to be honest, to see something like that, which now exists with a very nice structure where people all know more or less what they're doing, where people have bonded through this in different you know, parts. And actually, we are now we've gone through kind of like the forming storming stages. And we're now in the performing stages. And, yes. that, and, and you know, going back to Tuckman's stuff, but um, it's true. So I think um, it came out a lot from the uh, ideas from the regions, actually. Yeah, so we we, uh, we sat down with the regions with Gary and with a, with a couple of key people that, that uh, we thought would be the right people to have in a bit of a creative meeting to decide what was next from uh, an activation point of view. And we came up with a, a bit of a plan of, uh, of what we thought that at the centre of it all, it was all about representing the people, the venues and the and the companies within the industry. So the whole supply chain that's involved in what we do. Um, so, again, creative action. It was uh, about having some sort of display that uh, would represent those those elements of the supply chain. Um, there was obviously Light It in Red was going to be the backdrop again. Um, and then a couple of really nice key standout pieces came, which was um, one of which was Inside Out, which was to take venues, take footage or, or photos of things that had happened inside that venue and project it onto the outside. So right. yes, people can't go in, but they can they can look at that and realise what it is that we normally do, that we normally help them with and that they're missing currently and potentially for a lot longer still. So that was a nice one. But also the, the shine a light element really, I think, has become its own little project within within this day on the 30th, which uh, is is about uh, intensely bright shafts of white light just pointing directly upwards into the sky. And each one of yeah. those is going to represent 10,000 uh, people that, that jobs are at risk by the situation. So we're, in the UK, we're going to have 60 of those um, representing wow. 600,000 people that, uh, that are struggling currently. I know there's something um, happening as this this podcast uh, airs uh, on the 29th. There's a something in, in Parliament Square. Is that right? Yeah. So so there's actually um, on on Friday there was uh, an activation in Custom House Square in Belfast where uh, the team over there had a, a socially distanced and silent protest. 
and they had a, a great turnout and it was brilliant to see the professionalism of, uh, of everybody that came along for some some photographs there then in the on the 29th we've got uh, parliament square in london we'll have a a half an hour silent protest um, and the team that were behind the manchester flight case push on the 11th are, are behind that activation so there'll be people gathering two meter distances uh, around or in parliament square and uh, possibly in areas around there as well and what's not going to be so silent are the people that are riding bicycles all over the country. Um, that is the next one of the next events to take place. We're going to have a whole other podcast series with these guys, but could someone briefly tell me what they're, what they're going to be up to over the next few weeks? Yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. Um, I think the first thing to say is they actually came to us uh, and said they had this idea. So it's um, five guys and, and they've got a driver as well. And they just wanted to do something to raise awareness of the plight of the industry. And so um, what they're doing is they're, they're cycling around the whole of England um, and they're going to be passing venues for entertainment that aren't being used at the moment. And then they have different stop stopovers on the way round all around the country. And it's been quite inspiring, actually. Um, that, that was the principle of, of what they wanted to do. And so they came to us and said, you know, would we get behind it and, and perhaps support some of the logistical side or how could we help them or help the cause, if you like, for, for getting attention from this? And I think it's fair to say it's come at a really nice time because it's something for people to relate to because it's it's something physical, you know, that you can that you can do this slightly yes. different. And of course, we're very aware that, you know, there is a, a mental health at the moment in the industry for a lot of people. It's 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 very difficult. It's devastating. People are losing their their homes. Um, they have families um, and they haven't had income since um, March 2020. And this is this is real stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, very, very important. And we kind of got behind it. And, and, the, and the next phase, if you like, of the campaign became known as the survival tour. And um, it kicks off That's on the great 3rd of October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they kick off on the 3rd of October. And um, I think they're going to have some amazing stories themselves to tell from their own experiences of, of, of what they, they have done as well. So there'll be stop-off points for press, etc., to help us maximise, you know, uh, what we're doing and help educate again the, the, the public and obviously governments as well. I think it's also really good that whilst we, on the 11th of August, we gave the people of the industry uh, an opportunity to, to to come and join in and to be part of it and, mm-hmm. and to build up that sense of purpose again and that sense of belonging in the industry. And actually a lot of people that are involved in doing things on the 30th have said they turned up on the 11th and that inspired them to go back to their city and say, we need to do something. We need to be part of this as well. Now, this this bike tour then takes that to another level. These these five guys are riding their bikes and they're calling for other people to join in for a leg um, or to donate the miles that they're doing or whether that's walking, swimming or to, a, to an overall tally in a tow flyer. They're also doing this for, for sponsorship. They're also doing this for fundraising. So as, as part of We Make Events, we have the, the fundraising page, which is a, a Raisley page available through the wemakeevents.com website um, and the merchandise. So they're going to be promoting both the merchandise, but also topping up that, that fund that we've got going on to deliver to industry. Amazing. I will put all of the links in the show notes for this episode and, and continue to push that out as well. And I mean, maybe, maybe I'll come up with a creative way of, of um, sponsoring it myself. Maybe I'll, I'll donate like a pound for every uh, pound that they lose. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> on the door. I'll, I'll figure something out. Uh, but I'll be I'll be talking to the guys as they make their way around Britain. I think it's a fantastic story and, and really look forward to that. And now, indulge us for a little sponsor break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Curtain Call podcast with a trio of organizers from We Make Events. I would like to kind of move on to the business side of things, if that's okay, guys. Uh, we Make Events has come up with a series of asks for the government. And I think that it's important to highlight those asks so that people, the general public, can ask those same questions on your behalf as well to their, to their MPs or whatever whatever they can do to support. So what, what would those asks be? Yeah, well, there are, there are five asks um, that we've, we've put forward. The first one is for the government uh, to, to provide some kind of insurance to give us the, the confidence, you know, for the promoters, for the venues to actually put on a show. Because as you can imagine, if you put on a concert and we have an outbreak of COVID or something happens that it has to be cancelled, then there's a big risk in that. So we have to test this to see how it how it can work. And so we need the government to help with some kind of government-backed insurance scheme to support this because you can't get insurance to put on events uh, around COVID at the moment. Understood, yeah. So um, the second one is to get support from the government for testing events attendees so that that gives people confidence yeah yeah so that they can that they can go back so to help us to su- support that we're all for going back to work uh we just need to go back in a way that is viable for um people to get paid and for it to be safe and covid compliant i mean we are a really safe industry <laughs> yep. so you know uh, that that's that's really important and then uh, another way to kind of encourage um people to come back is for a three-year extension on kind of reduced cultural VAT mm-hmm. so that um, the tickets are a little bit cheaper so people will will come back in that sense as well and, and anything else as well around VAT. If we can't or why we can't go back, and I think it's really important to say this, you know, um, you it, it kind of, from the public point of view, it seems very clear that, um, oh, but theatres are open or perhaps you can do a show or you can do um, a, a, an event. Um, the issue is around the viability of that event because the capacity required uh, to make sure everybody that's involved. I think in in one concert alone, there's something like 456 people behind that. Wow! <laughs> you know that's a lot of people, certainly on the big tours. Um, yeah. So you know clearly we need we need to have uh, to be clear that it needs to be viable. There needs to be capacity, and with social distancing in many venues, we cannot get to that capacity to make it viable. Um, so people lose money. So consequently, one of our asks is that companies need grants, not loans, because you know loans just add to the to the debt, and what they need is grants to keep them going. Yeah. I think it's it's fair to say, you know, we are an industry that is is a business. It's it's a massive business, and and a huge part of the industry, you know, has never had a grant from the government. You know, actually brings money into the um, UK economy and the global economy. Absolutely. You know, we're talking UK manufacturers, 
production companies, all the rest. It, it's a huge, huge business. And, and so, you know, it's really important that the government uh, invests uh, in, in these businesses so that they can actually keep afloat. You know, they can continue to pay their mortgages, just their running costs, really, to keep them going. Mm. And if they don't exist, any any form of support for employees is is redundant <laughs> because they have to exist. So that, that's quite important. Um, and also, um, we're asking for a specific job support scheme for the live event supply industry. Um, because what's been offered isn't really good enough. You know, an employer will still have to pe- find 55% overall to, to, to keep somebody in, 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 their, in their job. And as many have had no income since March 2020, you can imagine, you know, that, that's a big ask, a big ask. Yeah. And also from the freelancer's point of view, uh, whether they be uh, any type of, of freelancer, in, in other words, if they're um, excluded, because some people have been excluded if they have a, a, a new, they started their company after 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people with various different things going on there. So they they also um, need to be included in a better support scheme than, the, than they've been offered at the moment, because it's all slightly, slightly different. And I'd like to, because Gavin, you've got a really good angle on the, on the, on the companies, haven't you, on this, on the new... Um, job support scheme. Well, yeah. So, so I'm a um, I'm a limited company freelancer, effectively. So, um, for for me, this means that the government is pretty much going to give me enough money to be able to pay them tax, um, and and that's it. They're giving me the money to give them back directly. I yeah. have to find um, all the money apart from twenty two percent. That's what they will give me, and uh, right. and and that will be my income tax to give them back, pretty much. Well, I think it's within the government's interest to um, to kind of uh, to keep this going because you know their next party conference is going to be very dark and very quiet without the industries <laughs> that have made it such a good thing <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> I, I think, John, uh, if I could just add that if you um, one of our uh, one of the, the sort of companies, if you like, uh, that was in uh, was interviewed recently, and and he was saying that you know his company turned over something like four million normally in a normal year. And mm. he's only turned over eight thousand pounds this year, so I think if wow. that gives you an idea of the scale of what's happening across the board, you know that that's a reality. Coy, perhaps I can bring you back in and um, ask you how do people get involved uh, with we make events and and both on the professional side but also on the public side to support because it is vitally important that the public get involved. Before I do that, John, what I'd like to just say is the Global Day now has 27 countries involved. Amazing. So, yeah, it is amazing. We, you know, we've, um, it's only been six weeks since since the 11th, <laughs> and, you know, we've got a, a num- it's an amazing number to, to yeah. have. So, which is really, really good. And you know what? The, 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 the lovely thing is, is we can actually become a voice for many countries that don't have associations or trade bodies who, who, who represent them. You know, we are now helping them uh, or helping um, those individuals uh, have a voice. You know, what they need is is, is information. They need assistance. Um, and being part of this global brand, and really it, it, a campaign from the beginning is now turned into this organization. Um, we have countries from Bangladesh to the Faroe Islands, you know, New Zealand to, to, uh, to America. We've got all of these individuals who are really, really, you know, trying to uh, tell 
the public, because we all know and recognise that the government listen to the public. If we get the public understanding what we do and, and, and what we're suffering, then we've got a chance of, of, their, of the government actually reacting and doing something positive for our industry. Um, and I, I would say on the day itself, the activities are going to stimulate emotion. It's going to stimulate uh, thoughts and memories from the public. Gavin described the uh, inside out, you know, projection of shows. So we're hoping that individuals will go, yes, I do remember that show. I remember that was a brilliant show. I went with my girlfriend. I went with my partner. It's, it's, it's going to be something which is really going to stand out. And the beams of light, again, you know, what we would love to see is how many beams of white light that represents all these individuals out of jobs in our industry is going to be lit around across the world, you know, in from South America to the Middle East. It's, it's, it's again, you know, a, a clear example of how we're coming together you know we are standing for our colleagues our friends even our competitors around the world we stand together and that's really really important so i would really focus on the activities of the day is really going to allow people to understand more because you know from from the 11th we 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 had individuals going oh why are you you're wearing red and what, what what's happening um but this is still a fraction of, of, of the public that we need to educate. And so the 30th, again, is saying, hey, you know, we tour, we travel around the world, we attend exhibitions, you know, from in China, we, we tour in, in, in North America. But what we will do is show that this is not just a UK centric problem. This is a global problem. And the money that this industry generates um, contributes to every single country around the world. And that's what we're going to be doing. Lastly, uh, where where can people follow uh, We Make Events and the events that are happening uh, around not only uh, the, this, the UK, but uh, globally? Uh, they can go to the website, wemakeevents.com. Everything is on there. And also we've got, obviously, We Make Events is also on all the usual socials, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. But they, if they go to the, the website, they will get that information. And share the hashtag, we make events. <laughs> share the hash, hashtag. They can share a picture with the, we make a hashtag, we make events, you know. Yeah. We say anything, you know, you went, your last festival you went to, whatever it might be, just, just you know, yeah. make it personal to you. You know, there are some ideas on what you could do, but it's really about, we're just trying to get that awareness um, so that we can create the change. So people realize as well that, you know, if this industry does um, collapse, they won't be able to have the same experiences, which which indeed the public add to <laughs> with their yeah. energy as well. They're and they're part of, of course. Yeah, and 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 for them, their memories, etc. So I think it's it it it's around that as well. And I think just to add to what Koi said so 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 eloquently, I think it's so important this this unity, especially at the moment that our industry, as Koi said, we all know each other and. It's that connection and, and hence the name Stand as One, which is what the Global Day is all about. I would like to thank Koi, Nikki and Gavin for joining me today and, and highlighting what is an incredible movement that started out, as I say, as a small mustard seed, but has grown into a forest of trees. And I'm sure it's going to get even bigger as we go on um, with the We Make Events team. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys. And I look forward to catching up with you on future events. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Coy Nathan, Gavin Eldridge, and Nikki Greet of We Make Events There. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping bits. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call, and follow me personally at John Schwab. 
That's J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge, huge thank you to the entire We Make Events team. Scores of live events pros that are giving up their time completely unpaid to make sure that there is an industry to return to for the 600,000 professionals that are in dire need of support and that you, the absolute millions and millions and millions of concert goers, festival goers, event goers, rave goers, outdoor extravaganzas, the Olympics people, the Olympics. There are things for you to go back and enjoy when we are desperately going to need to. Go to WeMakeEvents.com to find out more. You'll find links to their Just Giving page as well as the links to the survival tour that's mentioned, that bike tour. You're going to want to follow that. Information on upcoming events and how you can get involved. But how about this? There's also merch, guys. Merch. Go buy some merch for the website to help support the cause. I have my t-shirt and I have my polo shirt. Get yours to give help. Lastly, the song you're hearing is by Joe Bygraves. It's called Stand As One, which is the uh, theme of the campaign. And if you go to iTunes and purchase the song, I think it's uh, 25% of the song's proceeds will go to supporting this cause. Thank you to Sure Microphones for sponsoring this episode. And thank you for listening to the Curtain Call podcast. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.